Amen, amen. Well, we're thankful that all of you are in the house of the Lord and thankful for all of our visitors. And I know we've had a great service and you've heard a lot of wonderful reports. And we started this morning by talking about look what the Lord has done and how powerful the Lord has in fact moved and how he has touched. And I I know that in, you know, we are living in a, a moment when you you say it feels like lord uh you know i'm going through my own issues and i'm going through what i'm you know i am uh, uh I, I'm, I, I'm overwhelmed and i'm uh, out there and don't know which way to go <laughs> i uh, but i'm here to tell you that uh, the Lord is great, greatly to be praised. Praise God. Uh, we started this morning and we looked at the slides and some of the things that had happened. And uh, I know, uh, I, not getting it to come on here, I don't know why, but, um, but we're uh, having te technical difficulties here for a moment. Praise the Lord. There it is. Now we got it. All right. And we looked at Corinthians and how 2 Corinthians opened. And Paul uh, talked about the comfort, 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 uh, consolation, comfort. And if you count in those first few verses, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, just in the first seven verses, yeah, ten times he uses that Greek word parakleta or, or one of the, the uh, parakletas or parakleet. Uh, it almost sounds like cletus. Our, our resident uh, man that uh, used to come and visit all of our kids. Uh, cletus, for those of you who don't remember, sorry, that was during when we were at COVID and online. Uh, Brother Cletus, wave your hand back there. Glory, good. Well, it's par paraclete, and it's a Greek word. It means the comforter, the consolation. But ten times he hits that. And we know that Jesus used that word when he said, the comforter must come, which is the Holy Ghost. And so when you, you talk about, here's someone received the Holy Ghost at age 14, and here are young folks that we're praying will get the Holy Ghost. It's real. You say, well, it's just emotional. It's nothing to it. I'm here to tell you, you've come too late to convince me that it's not real and it's not genuine. I was there. I ought to know. Such were some of you, but you've been washed, touched. You know, we're not drunk like you think. We're not stupid like you may think. We've been touched by the paraclete. We've been touched by the comforter. And so when you think of all of that, and then I, I mentioned about how, how fast everything is moving and how the world is changing and how so much is going on and it's overwhelming to our hearts and minds that the sin and the changes of thinking and changes of ideology and, and all of the things that are going on. And I mean, you know, a week's time, a country falls to the Taliban and, and just that we spent all the 
these years. It's just like boom, boom, boom. And who would have thought that all the things that would happen. And yet, when you read the prophecies of the Old Testament, and we've, we've looked at those through hyphen Bible study. If you go back into the book of Isaiah and uh, you, you look at uh, Isaiah, you can start anywhere, but the 24th chapter, it's kind of depressing, it's overwhelming. Uh, you read this 24th chapter and he talks about the world's going to be turned upside down and the land will be emptied and it's going to be spoiled and it's going to be mourning and it's going to fade away and haughty people are going to languish and it's defiled and because people have transgressed the laws and the ordinances and there's a curse on the earth and those that dwell therein are desolate and fear and the pit and the snare and, and you know you, you read and then you all of a sudden you see an earthquake in Haiti and then it gets hit by a, 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 a tsunami or a tornado or whatever they want to call the hurricane a tropical storm and, and now it was 200 dead now 300 now 700 and a poor impoverished and, and you're, you're overwhelmed it's just like one bad report one overwhelming and uh, brother Don mentioned to me this morning that they now have said that July worldwide was the hottest month of the record of, of the world. And guess what? Does that scare me? No. The Bible says that this whole thing is going to be set on fire. What do you think? You can stop it? That green gas can stop it? That recycling a plastic bottle will stop it? I'm sorry. This thing is destined and a course is set, but God is still in control. He hasn't lost control. It's still, he's riding the way. And that's what Isaiah was talking about. Desolation and fear. And then he said, those that are afraid, then you're going to escape the fear. Then you'll fall in the pit. And if you get out of the pit, you're going to be in a snare. I don't know if anybody's ever felt like that. It's like, boom, I get hit on one side, then get hit on another, and then get the pit and fall in the pit, and then you get out of the pit. Then, you know, you, the foundations of the earth shake. And, and here's what he says in verse 29 of Isaiah, uh, the 24th chapter. He says, the earth is utterly broken down. It's clean dissolved. It's moved. It's going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. Boy, those sound terrible, don't they? This was prophecy. And it's going to fall and not get up. And the Lord's going to punish the high ones. And they're going to be gathered together and thrown in a pit. And the moon shall be confounded in the sun. We know all of that's in Revelation. We've studied all of that. And you say, oh, I see it. I'm overwhelmed. That's Isaiah 24 chapter. Read it and weep. And then turn the page to the 25th chapter. And here's what Isaiah says should be your response. Oh Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I 
will praise thy name for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee. The city of the terrible nation shall fear thee for thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, from the blast of the storm. He's going to swallow up death and victory. The Lord shall wipe away all tears from their faith. Why do you think we're in here glorifying God in the midst of a storm? Because I know what's coming, but you know what? I still know a God that is able to ride the storms. He's able to make a way where there seems to be no way. You say, oh, he's able to rebuke it. You go on and read in this 25th chapter, he says, people shall make their way from all the earth. The Lord has spoken it. And that day it shall be saying, thus, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We've waited for him and we'll be glad and rejoice in his salvation. You say, why are you reading this when you're saying, look what the Lord has done? Because what I'm telling you is that no matter what it seems like you're going through right now, you can always find something to say, look what the Lord has done. one day he died for me. One day I got received the gift of the Holy. One day I was buried in his name. Oh, hallelujah. And I realize Isaiah goes on to talk about in the 42nd chapter, the Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry. He shall roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. Now I know that's a little bit strange to us and I get it and <clears throat> children of Israel slaves in Egypt bound the Lord delivers them they go through the waters of the Red Sea and they're baptized they're on their way to the promised land and we know that the promised land is like the land of rest and for 40 years because of their unbelief some of them died in the wilderness and we know the story but you know what the Lord was there in the middle of the wilderness the Lord will be there even in your even when you've done wrong the Lord shows up and he was sweet he was precious he came down he had a tabernacle they could see a cloud they felt the presence of the Lord they felt the warmth of the Lord they felt all of these wonderful things but then it came time for them to cross into the promised land and you remember the story and they Joshua didn't know what to do Moses has died and you can in fact one of the preachers I don't remember who it was maybe brother Longstreth or something preached about some of that I, I don't remember which one of them was but talked about crossing the, the, the Jordan River now here we are and in the fifth chapter of Joshua and I just want to draw your attention to these verses and then I'm going to stop I'm not even going to finish my lesson. <clears throat> because in the 10th chapter, a 5th chapter of Joshua, here's what it says. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, they were going to take Jericho. 
He was up praying all by himself. You ever been that way? And all of a sudden he lifted up his eyes and there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And I, I, I begin to read this and I, I begin to realize, you know what, as a church, and, and I know we, we've gone through stuff and we've had stuff and we've had struggles and we've, we've gone through all that. But we've been living in the tabernacle time and what we're seeing this is the last days, is all of a sudden the Lord switching from this loving, merciful, he's still that way, but we're seeing him now with a sword. Things are happening, folks, and it's happening quick. And as Joshua said, when he saw this man with a sword drawn in his hand, that Joshua said to him, are you for us? or for our adversaries. And when we start feeling the heat and the pressure and the suffering and the tribulation, immediately we start wondering, God, are you for us or against us? Are you for me or against me? And you know what the answer is? Nay, nay. I'm not for you or your adversaries. <laughs> but I am captain of the host of the Lord. And I am now come. What do you mean? I. <laughs> it's not is the Lord for me or against me. It's am I on his. It's not about. Is he for me? It's am I. <laughs> and when Joshua heard that. I am captain of the host of the Lord. Joshua fell on his face. And you know what he started doing? Why are you worshiping in the midst of your storm? I just want the Lord to know whose side I'm on. I feel the heat. I feel judgments are coming. I feel pressure is mounting. And I want the Lord to know, hey, I, I'm on your team, Lord. I just want you to know. I'm taking a walk right here now just so you'll know I'm on your side, Lord. It's not about whether or not I, you're on mine. It's about am I on his side? Am I going to come in and worship and praise and magnify the Lord? And the angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, Loose off your shoes for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. What are you saying? What I'm going to tell you is, and I know it's, it's us and it's tonight and it's 620 and you've worshipped. But what you've heard tonight and you've seen and you've felt and you've heard the words and the testimonies is a God that is still able to heal. He's still able to deliver. He's still able to set free.
He's still able to break the chains of addiction. He is a man of war. And I know he's fought on, on our behalf. And we can talk about those that the Lord's delivered from addictions. And we can go around the room and talk about what all the Lord has done. And all the impossibles and all of the things that God has done. And I'm here to tell you God is still able to do that. He is still able to heal, deliver, set free. And, and what you're going to see in the midst of all all of this as the man of war comes it's going to be who's going to line up and be on his side I want every service I want every day I want to wake up and I want to say Lord I just want you to know I'm on your team I'm on your side I, I don't know what you're going to do but I'm on your side Lord I'm going to worship you today whatever you need Lord why because it's not about is he for me or against me it's am I for him. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to stand. <laughs> My grandchildren and their other grandparents and their parents went down to Kentucky to see the Stephen Foster play. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Remember that play? It's a man, Stephen Foster. He he wrote songs like Old Susanna and Camp Town Races and My Old Kentucky Home. I remember that. They have a nice house you can go see. And they didn't get to see the play. It rained out. So they went to a hole in the ground, a mammoth cave. I'm sorry, they'll have to go try it again sometime. But I was going to talk to them if they'd have seen the play because I, I, I remember when I saw it and I began to look up about Stephen Foster. You know, Stephen Foster was 38 years old. He was in New York City. Some say he was shaving his face. Some say he tried to commit suicide, but he fell over in his bathroom and hit his head and lay there for a couple of days. And when they found him, it was... He was staying at a house, 25 cents a night. Wrote all over 260 songs that America sings, sang for many, many years. When they found him, they brought him to the hospital and he died two or three days later. Penniless, but a victim of alcohol. Victim of drinking up every dime he made. I want to tell you something. That's pitiful. I remember when I first saw and heard and realized that was his end. And I thought, wow, what a wasted life. What a wasted, horrible ending. 38 years old to end your life. Unknown. In fact, they didn't even know who he was. They had to trace it down. He had a a poem in his pocket that he had written and they found out and figured out wow this is Stephen Foster I want to tell you something this world is still trying to bind and destroy with addictions with all kinds of stuff but I'm here to tell you the God we serve is a man of war yes. 
At some point, there's going to be judgment. But until then, I want you to know you can join the Lord's side tonight. And you can say, I'm tired of the devil pushing me around. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. I want to get the man of war on my side. He's able to break every chain. Hallelujah. Let's just come. Let's worship.